Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about to books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're in the full swing of Halloween now, and Sydney, I have great news. My costume is coming along wonderfully. Oh, is it? Yeah, I've uh, I got the wheelchair. I've got that cool Cerebro helmet. Um, uh, I got a suit. I want to be uh, Professor X from uh, X-Men, Professor Charles Xavier. Oh, that's definitely uh, cool. Costume. Yeah, thanks. I thought so too. I mean, with Days of Future Past coming out next year, I feel like I can get ahead of the rush. Right. What Professor is that X. now? Is that a movie? Is that a video it's the newest game? Newest film in the X Men franchise. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I am worried about one thing though with my costume. What's um, that? I'm not gonna buy a bald cap. Oh, so not the X Men powers. You're not worried about that part, like that you don't have any superpowers. No, this is a costume. It's illusion. Uh, but I am worried about not having a bald head like Professor Charles Xavier. So here's what I'm counting on, that I'm going to start going bald. Well, uh, that's interesting because when I married you, I was actually counting on the exact opposite. Yeah. Fair it's, enough. It's, uh, it's, it, I know it's a long shot since Halloween's tomorrow. And you got a lot of hair up there. And I do have a lot of hair up there. I mean, like thick, luxurious curly locks thanks but just wanna can i just run my fingers through them yeah go ahead go on just help yourself oh yeah treat yourself that's what i like uh now i did get a grab your head thanks okay uh i got uh i went down to the boardwalk and i got a curse from a fortune teller Uh uh-huh what wait what i got a curse from a fortune teller no i'm more concerned with the fact that there where did you find a boardwalk in Huntington. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, the boardwalk. The the boardwalk where the, you know, the fortune teller there. Right, the fortune teller, the boardwalk fortune teller down down on the boardwalk on the river. She cursed me with baldness. um, And so I'm confident that that's going to be fine. That area of my costume is settled. My worry is how do I come back from that? Oh, so you want a cure for baldness, huh? There's no, it's, she said an uncurse would be very expensive and I'm, I'm trying to be a bit more thrifty. Right. Well, I think first we should figure out if you're actually losing some hair. Okay. So I, there are some tests to figure out if you're losing your hair. Okay. First is called the pull test. Okay. Sid, now how does the, how does the pull test work? Ow. 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 You pulled my hair. Well, that's how it works. That's the test. Okay. That's the test. You know, I could have. I could have edited that sound effect back in. You know, I could have done that in post. You didn't need to actually pull my hair. Well, I thought you really wanted to know how it worked. Okay, so uh, you grabbed, how many hairs would you say you grabbed? So you grab a group of like 40 to 60 hairs, 
in like three different areas and you pull on them. And if more than three come out, you're balding. Uh, I had none come out. So I'm worried that maybe the magic just hasn't taken shape yet. Is there any other test that I could I could use? Well, yeah. If the pull test is negative, but you're still convinced that you're losing hair, you could always try a daily hair count. Now, what does that entail? So basically, you're just going to collect all of the hair that comes out mm-hmm. every day in a clear plastic bag for two weeks. <laughs> and then you're going to count them all. And if it's more than 100 a day, that's abnormal. And if it's less, it's normal. Except for if you're shampooing, because you can lose like 250 hairs. Okay. I, 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 I have a point of order here. It, it is abnormal regardless because you have a back of your hair. How do you explain that to people? Well, you just tell people that you're doing daily hair counts. I'm just counting my hairs and storing them in a bag. Now, okay, now here is another question for you that the daily hair count does not take into effect. Why do I have to count at the end? Can I just not just keep a pleasant little notebook next to the side of the bed and count as we go? Is that not a possibility? Well, two things. One, uh, accountability. Okay. As your physician, how do I know that I can trust you? Okay. This is the bag of hair I brought in, and, Doc. And two... How else would we convince people to carry around plastic bags of hair if we didn't tell them to do this test? And your doctor tricks. Okay, so barring a a daily hair count, because I'm not going to have two weeks to to work that up, what are some ways that we've tried to address this problem throughout history? Well, it's funny because if you look into the history of baldness cures, um, people have been trying to figure out how to fix this problem since like the ancient Egyptians. This is not a new issue. Um, hair, the growth of a lot of hair, especially in men, not so much in women, especially these days, is uh, associated with uh, virility. You know, you're a manly man if you're a hairy man. And so men have been trying to figure out how to maintain their hairiness in their old age for thousands of years. And this this is a, a trait we've actually seen uh, many times in that if an issue affects mainly men throughout history i think we've seen more more gusto applied to uh to that problem we saw that with erectile dysfunction exactly Um, and and i think that 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 is is carried uh that that through line narrative is is carried here yeah men problems always get way more attention than than women problems Mm -hmm. so which are often just regarded as women problems ironically so uh bce 15 hundreds how did we how do we do it so if we look back to what we've referenced before the ebers papyrus so some early uh egyptian writings uh they have many cures for baldness most of them are like compounds that you're going to create out of various substances and then just put on your bald scalp to try to make the hair grow back okay that seems good it's direct right so one mixture could be um so you take the fat from several different animals, a hippo, a crocodile, an ebex, a snake, a tomcat. You mix all that fat together. I'm assuming you're going to have to kind of like cook it down because it's like it's thick and you got to make it melty and then you put it on your head. And it looks like hair? Is that the, is that the idea? <laughs> no. Is, is it, it convincing simulcra of no, hair? It doesn't work, but it certainly took up your afternoon. Sure. It, it distracts you for a while from the baldness, which is nice. You could also try um, boiling some porcupine hair in water. And then putting that mixture on your head now for that, four days. Now that is supposed to look like human hair. That's right? what I think. I when I was reading this, I thought, are they really just going for like it's like fake hair? It's like history's it's oldest toupee. 
Porcupine? Does porcupine like boil? Like if you boil it in water, maybe it'll congeal and then you can like mush it up there. I guess. Uh, One of my favorites though is that, so you take the leg of a female greyhound. Okay. And you take the hoof of a donkey and then you saute them together in oil. Yum. Okay. I'm into it. And then you just eat You're it. into that? And then you just eat it. No, you don't. What? You just eat you it. Eat I saw it? this on 30-Minute Meals. You do the female greyhound, hoof of a donkey, a little EVOO, some <laughs> parsley. You're you're on point. You're going to just enjoy that. It won't make your baldness go away, but ooh, it's a spot. <laughs> Might. You think so? Just pour that over some fet- fettuccine? <laughs> fettuccine. Yes, that's a positive. I'm assuming they put it on their head. How yeah. would you even put that in your head? I don't know. What are the fit? They didn't invent glue. I, I think that the oil that's left over. I'm inventing. What are you doing, Clopernicus? Me? I'm inventing glue. Oh, that sounds very useful. What's glue? That doesn't matter right now. The point is, <laughs> I need. To- <laughs> I'm going to put this on my head. I'm going to put this female greyhound leg on my head and also a donkey hoop. I think it's like. The, Maybe you just end- had to play Rudolph in the school play. That's a possibility. <laughs> my, my take was that at the end, you would have like an essence of female greyhound and hoof of donkey oil that you could kind of rub on your scalp. Okay, that makes more like sense than mine. massage in there, that you know? That is better than mine, yeah. Don't you think that, yeah, like old-timey barbers used to do? Like, sure. Like squirt that stuff and massage it in mm, there? Yeah, it's on like nice. Looney Tunes, right? Yeah. If all else failed, um, even the ancient Egyptians wore wigs. Mm. Men and women wore wigs and fake beards, as in women wearing fake beards, if you didn't put all those together. Wow, really? Yeah, I guess it was really good to be her suit. That's hairy. Yeah, apparently. So you, it was very attractive. So why not? So wear Go those big it. wigs, wear those fake beards, fake mustaches were not a thing yet, not until hipsters in the year twenty thirteen. But I don't think they have fake mustaches. <laughs> I don't think that's part of the hipster culture. I, they love mustaches. I, I'm, I think it has to those, be legit. Though. Those kids today, they love their mustaches. So what was next? Um, Hippocrates, you may have heard of him, mm-hmm. of oath fame. He's the reason you won't you won't stab people in their sleep. Exactly, that's part of the Hippocratic oath. First, A lot of people don't do know no that. Stab. Yeah, do not stab people in their sleep. Only when they are awake. Only when they are awake. We cut that part out. Not popular in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very uh, it was a very personal problem for old Hippocrates, being a bald man. Okay. And so he came up with his own uh, cure for baldness. So you just take some opium. Mm-hmm. Some horseradish, mm-hmm. some beetroot, some spices, and of course some pigeon droppings. Sure, sure, gotta grab those. Gotta get those in there. What's the point? Otherwise, it's a catalyst. Yeah, you just put that on your head. I would love to know. I mean, we didn't know anything. Was it just? I mean, is it just guessing? Is that what it is? I mean, is it just guessing? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I I do. I, I, I think a lot of it is just guessing, and then. Things that seem, so I, okay, horseradish, uh, when you eat it, like it, you know, makes your sinuses open up. It's bracing. So maybe the thought is that it's it's stimulating, it's um, arousing, I don't know. So maybe it'll do the same for whatever cells stopped working that made your hair grow away. Uh, it's a very simplistic way of looking at it, but they had no other way of looking at it. Any, did he have any other solutions? Well, he noticed that eunuchs rarely went bald, so his other proposal was, I'm not going to do this, but if you're interested, maybe castration. Maybe worth a shot. Now, 
is there any does that make sense at all because i know that hormones are a big part of of baldness it's interesting uh it probably did make sense it, it probably um castration would be a uh, a way to prevent genetic baldness in a sense not that i'm proposing that and Don't not that this. there wouldn't be other reasons you could go bald but um a lot of baldness is caused by it's not a lot of people think it's the amount of testosterone so men who are bald say well i've uh, got more testosterone i'm bald i'm manly and bald Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily what it is. It's actually the sensitivity to dihydrotestosterone, which of course is an androgen, androgenic hormone related mm-hmm. to testosterone, like a male hormone. You can think of it that way. Um, but it's the sensitivity to it that you inherit, not the amount of it. Okay, that makes sense. You know sense. what I mean? Yeah. So you're more receptive to it. Sure. So, so there is, it, it does make some kind of sense that if you're removing the testicles that you know you're changing the kind of hormonal mix and yeah you could prevent baldness that way anything else any other big ones from this time period yeah there were some other ones um not just like things you would put on your head but how you would get it on and off your head so like you could put a mixture of um oats and molasses like a paste of oats and, mol- oats and molasses on your head but well that wouldn't do anything well only if you have a cow lick it back off uh, okay well okay that makes perfect sense now and uh, now that adds up maybe the cure for baldness is just getting tickled because that would tickle me i think that would tickle <laughs> i think it'd be pretty funny i, think I get the giggles uh the other thing you could do is you could take some beer, some boiled wheat, and some honey, and you could put it together, but don't just put it on your head. Don't just anybody. You got to have a virgin rub it on your head. That sounds like somebody trying to win a bar bet to me. <laughs> I don't think hey. that's a real trick. Hey. You think I get that, hey. that chick over there? Just put this See on my her? head. But she'll rub gonna... boiled wheat on my head. Hey. I just won some Copax from you or something. What was that... old timey money? Copax? Yeah, I'll go with Copax. That used to be a euphemism some zin- some for I'm a virgin. Hey, I bet if I rubbed some beer boiled weed and honey on your head, your baldness would go away. Hint, hint. If you get my drift. Catch what I'm saying. Because I guess that was a good thing. I, don't I, know. I guess. What's next? Uh, Julius Caesar, also a bald man. Okay. Um, invented the comb over. He did not. <laughs> yes, he did. I bet he claimed it. History's first comb over. Was Julius Caesar. Yep. Well, who knows? But we know that Julius Caesar definitely practiced the comb over. And he definitely told people he invented it. This? It's a new thing. Check it. Look at this look. It's really cool. I made it up. I saw David do that last week. I made it up. I'm I'm Julius Caesar. Are you really going to argue with me? I'm Julius Caesar. A2 Brute? Why would you say that? I don't, no. I'm, uh, listen, it's me, Brutus. <laughs> Just telling you I saw David do the comb over. A2, come on. You're hurting my feelings. When that stopped working, um, he just went ahead and put a laurel wreath on his head because okay. that was easier. That's better. Which, yeah, but that was original at least. <laughs> which, uh, you know, in the 17th century, that, you know, it was much more, the idea was it would be much easier instead of trying to fix balding, let's just hide it. Yeah, absolutely. That seems to make a lot more sense. So men started wearing those giant curly wigs. Oh, like uh, you see like barristers wear? And- exactly. So those really long, really um, almost like ornamental, not not just hair. I mean, they were obvious. I, I think that was the idea. Like, okay, we can't wear things that are fake hair without people noticing. I guess there just were no high quality wigs at the time. Mm-hmm. So just wear some really big, giant, curly wigs and say that it's a fashion thing. It's like going bald and loving it. 
just exactly. leaning into. I'm just this is this is my thing. I'm bald and I wear these big curly wigs. I'm Mr. Wig. You don't even know because everybody's wearing wigs. So let's just keep it like a secret. And this was popular all the way up until you know when you go into like the American Revolutionary period, where um, being of royalty, you know, being seen as like the the bourgeois like kind of person, it was not cool anymore. Mm-hmm. And so then you wouldn't want to wear one of those big wigs because you wanted to be, you know more simple you wanted to be of the common man sure that makes sense so then we came up with uh a patent medicine hey. for balding of course you remember patent medicines uh if not go listen to the episode we made about patent medicines we have a new one every friday what are you doing missing them but basically these are pat- uh, medicines that <laughs> against all odds they're medicines that did not have patents right? no they did not have patents absolutely they didn't uh, but they were called that um, because once somebody named it something, you better not try to steal their name for mm-hmm. their thing that didn't work. Now, what was our what was our ma- mystical hair growth tonic? Now there were I'm sure there were many, 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 but one that I I liked the name of was the Seven Sutherland Sisters Hair Grower. It's direct, mm-hmm. and it was actually it was um, based on these seven, uh, presumably Sutherland sisters. Maybe their last name, I guess who traveled with a uh, like a sideshow act mm-hmm. and they would market this like in the um, we talk about in patent medicines they had these medicine shows that would travel the country well the seven Sutherland sisters would travel around with their really super long hair so you're just women with really really long hair and advertise this uh, hair tonic we laugh but like Tresemme is still pulling this stunt I mean it's still the same basic principle oh yeah you see a woman spinning around and her hair is impossibly shiny as though it has its own religious inner glow and you think okay i'm, I'm gonna pick some of that up like like my hair right exactly like your hair you, but you're the only woman on earth that can actually achieve the look thank you honey you're welcome sweetie. i believe every word of what you're saying <laughs> let's just go with that anything else other remedies uh a cold india tea was a pop popular remedy at the time you just rub that in your head and then some hunks of lemon, <laughs> which I think just sounds like it's convenient. I got some tea. Uh, there's some lemon there in my tea. It's Maybe that, too. Not great for baldness, but it's good for a sore throat. So Yummy. Why not? It's you delicious. Know? Yeah. yeah. And pour a little on your head. Drink the rest. Head smells great. Um, it is so soothing. <laughs> is that chamomile? <laughs> as we get into the 1900s. Um, just like as we've talked about before, when we started kind of the industrial revolution and the idea that we could not just not just make medicines out of like, um, you know, uh, naturally occurring herbs and spices and whatever, we can actually have like electronic devices or, you know, mechanical things that could make us healthier. And uh, 1920 brought the thermo cap. The thermo cap. OK, see, I like the sound of this. It, it was basic. It was a cap. It looked um, it was kind of cone shaped ish it looked a little like a dunce cap okay well uh, <laughs> appropriately enough and you would put it on your head uh obviously it released heat and then like a blue light and you would only have to wear it for like 15 minutes a day and it would... 15 minutes of my day sitting in my armchair wearing my thermo cap what do you think that says about me deborah <laughs> best 15 minutes of my day you could buy this, but a lot of these would also um, have existed at your local barber shop. So I, I loved the like the image of all these guys sitting around the barber shop wearing their thermo yeah. caps. I'm not going in there. I know who, I know where his head has been. I'm not. I'm not putting <laughs> my head in the same one as Dave. Uh, they also, based on the same um, kind of idea, they came up with an electric comb at the time that you could for the hair you did have left, you could comb with this electric like you know 
you plug it into the wall and comb your hair. <laughs> and you're basically, it it's like a retention bonus. You're just hoping to hold on to it a little bit. Like, right. come on, look what I'm going to do for you. This is an electric comb. I'm treating you well. In 1936, there was a new invention, another cap, uh, but not no heat technology here. I thought you would particularly appreciate this one, Justin. The uh, the Zervac, which was a cap with a vacuum. A helpful alien. The came <laughs> Zervac. I am Zervac. I will grow your hair. I am Zervac the hair suit. <laughs> uh, it was a cap. On the planet folliculus. <laughs> so the Zervac was a cap with a vacuum in it. Perfect. That sounds great. So you would put so it on like your head. Fl- it's like a floby, basically. It's, it's, it, a, it's a suck cut. <laughs> it sucks as it cuts. <laughs> and it would it would suck on your scalp and pull the hair right out of there. Like a French kiss for your head. Um, in 1939, that was actually the first invention of hair transplants, which we still do to this day. Mm-hmm. But they used to um, nowadays. They they're you know very advanced and they can actually do hair transplants, you know, hair from one part of your body to another part of your body, or uh, I'm assuming from other donors now. Um, but at the time, they would just take hair from one place, put it in another, and they would do that by kind of uh, making holes in your scalp. If you think of like an old uh, plastic doll, you know, all the holes in its head where the little tufts of hair are. Yes. So that's what the scalps kind of looked like. And then they would implant hair into all those holes. Oh, God. That I, is, I will just go with the baldness. I thank you. Yeah, if, if you look up some pictures of this, it's pretty horrific. And, and that made, you know, it, it, it was pretty horrific at the time because the technology wasn't there to, well, to do it well, to make it look right, or to keep it very uh, sterile. And so there were definitely a lot of infections and such. Now, that is not true nowadays before the, uh, the hair transplant people jump all over me. But in 1939, that was kind of the status quo. These hair transplant people, get, <laughs> once wanna, they get something stuck in their craw, it's like, ugh, let it go. I don't want to run afoul of the hair transplant union. Sure. Uh, in 1968, you may be familiar with the Hair Club for Men. I've heard of it, yes. Uh, that's when it started. Not just a member, but also a client. Not exactly. just president, also a client. That, that guy. His, the founder was Cy Sperling, and um, he started the Hair Club for Men because he got a really awesome weave. He was like, yes. And he was so excited about this weave, he wanted to share it with everybody. I am starting a club for my weave. (laughs) I'm going to get everybody down with these weaves. Hey. Hey. I'm starting a new club. It's called Hair Club. It's for (laughs) men only. First rule Hair Club. Don't talk about Hair Club. No. Tell everyone. Get at this sweet weave. (laughs) Check out my weave. Tell them about my weave. That's the second rule, too, is check out this weave. Hair club. Sai, I am so tired of hearing about your freaking weave, man. Rule three is never say that to me out loud. What else? Just weaves? Weaves is the hair club? The hair club for men was just like weaves, toupees, wigs, just like uh, non-surgical or pharmacologic solutions for hair. Fake hair. Fake hair. Fake hair. Which, uh, you know, I'm sure kept many men satisfied for a while, but then finally... In 1978, people started realizing that there was a medication that could promote hair growth. Now, this was not yet available. Um, It was called minoxidil, and it was being investigated for a blood pressure medicate as a blood pressure medication. But they Hmm. recognized that it actually caused hair growth unintentionally. Now, uh, so 1978, does minoxidil not work like for everybody, or is it has limited impact? Because I mean, like I still see bald people walking around. It's, and I don't know if they're all doing it by choice or not. 
No, it doesn't work for everybody. And I, I should clarify. So by 1988, it was actually safe enough to be sold as a cream that you would apply to your head and it's Rogaine is what we're talking about. Minoxidil is Rogaine. Now, does, it's just, does initially Rogaine you, work? It, it works for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. Hmm. Same as, you know, the other medication came out in 1997, um, Propecia, which again, finasteride was a medication that was uh, initially just used for... Um, an enlarged prostate mm-hmm. still can be used for that certainly but you can also take it for uh for baldness but these medications are not a cure so they they are a treatment but not a cure mm-hmm. you know any uh, one of my professors in med school used to say that if you have any disease where you have more than one treatment for it it's just a sign that we don't fully understand it yet and we because if we did we would have one cure for it right right so, you know, it's like anything else. We have lots of things that work for it. Some things work better for some people, um, but nothing is 100% effective in 100% of our patients. And that's the same for Rogaine and Propecia. Um, the 90s also gave birth to one of my favorite uh, infomercials. Justin, I know you share my love for Ron Popeil. He's a genius. He's a fantastic oh, you're talking, salesman. You're talking about GLH. That's right. GLH, the hair in a spray can that Rompa Peel swears look like real, looks like real hair. Now, what does GLH stand for? Great looking hair. That's right. God, Great I love that looking ad. hair. Great looking hair. Uh, I hope there are people out there who also fondly remember the infomercials for great looking hair which was, as Justin said, hair in a spray can. Um, it has something to do with like static electricity. It looks like little hairs standing up on your head through static electricity. Does it though? They, they say it's not spray paint. Now this is, I have never seen it in person. No. Well, maybe you have and it's just fantastic. Well, that's true. Maybe may I. Be. Maybe that's a testament to it. I, maybe <laughs> every man on earth, maybe Justin's using it right now I and I don't be. know. Don't, don't look in the closet. <laughs> Uh, but it's still around today. Yeah, uh, we we looked up the website today when we were talking about this, and you can totally still buy GLH if you want it. You can also grab a pocket fisherman as long as you're on the Poco <laughs> website. And it's available in like four colors. Yeah, perfect. Which Fair is all man. the colors of human hair. There are yeah. four of them. Yeah. <laughs> One of them is an auburn that it, I do not believe is a color that naturally occurs in nature. <laughs> Doesn't matter anymore. You're riding the chemical highway. You can make your hair whatever color you want. It was certainly a lot safer. At the same time period, they had scalp reduction surgery was created. Yikes. Which is exactly what it sounds like. You reduce the amount of scalp you have. Theory being that the hair is trying to push through. It just can't. It's <laughs> just like, too much ugh, scalp. That, exhausted. It really was based on the idea that there was so much scalp there. And if we reduced it, we could promote more hair growth. And it doesn't. And it was very painful. So don't. That's not really done anymore. Um The 2000s gave birth to uh, what you can still find in Sky Mall. If you are a fan of SkyMall, which I am, because who buys that stuff? Uh, there is a there are, is a laser helmet, the iGrow laser helmet for hair growth. It emits like a red laser and will stimulate um, stimulate hair follicles. Sid, there's also a laser comb. Sid, wait, will it? No. Okay. Okay. Because you were saying it would and you being a doctor and all, I just wanted to double check. No. And that's a lot of the things I'm mentioning with the exception of, you know, certainly Rogaine and Propecia are um, regulated by the FDA. So they couldn't tell you that it would uh, promote hair growth if they didn't. I imagine the FDA has not uh, dipped into laser comb technology yet. Did you know when I was was working at Joystick, the last job I had uh, 
writing about video games, I was actually emailed to see if I wanted to check out a laser comb. I do not know where they thought that the 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 gaming <laughs> the gaming connection was for laser comb. It wasn't a peripheral or anything. Just a laser oh, comb. What I want to know is why you didn't get that freaking comb. I know. I I I I almost did. We had discussions on the the joystick podcast about about the possibilities and ethical repercussions <laughs> of getting a review laser comb, but we never went through with it. Well, and also the danger, because you have so much hair already. Can you imagine the length oh of the God. hair that would result? It'd be like Eddie Munster running around this piece. Now, I should say that there, you know, the, the laser comb and, and laser helmet people um, would tell you that there is research for this. I'm just saying that it's not something you would I, prescribe. I, yes. Uh, what Nor we, would I recommend pain. It is like, it's like $600, maybe even more. Mm-hmm. I think like some of the versions I saw advertised were, were on uh, British websites. So they were saying they were 600 and some pounds. Yikes. Which, That's you know. That's very, I think it would be about would 900, be like a, 900 or 1,000. 1,000 bucks right or something. So, uh, so Sid, what are, we, what are we doing now? What do we got? Well, now we've got, you know, there are new um, kind of frontiers of baldness treatments uh they're looking into these um new hair transplants hair transplants are still done now and they're much better than they used to be and there are certainly probably men in your life who have had them that you don't know because it looks so good Hmm. uh they're looking at better ways to do that they think that there are these um 3d spheroids of hair that they're putting together like in petri dishes where like if you kind of put all the little hair cells together they form these little balls and that those transplant better they're more robust so they're working on that um, they're working on things like blocking stress hormones as a way to initiate growth. Or um, there's a medicine called Latisse that women use on their eyelashes. Mm-hmm. And they're th- they're trying to figure out if that could work on your head, too. Um, a lot of this stuff they're just doing in rats right now. But mm-hmm. but that's kind of the next frontier. That sounds good. Any Anything else? We got any other solutions? Well, um, one solution that I stumbled across as I was doing my research for this topic came actually from an unlikely source or a likely source, depending on your your bent uh from wikipedia what did wikipedia have to say wikipedia in their article on baldness had one uh subsection called embracing baldness Mm -hmm. uh and this is a quote directly from their website instead of concealing hair loss one may embrace it a shaved head will grow stubble in the same manner and at the same rate as a shaved face the general public has become accepting of the shaved head as well though female baldness can be considered less socially acceptable in various parts of the world Wikipedia, a site for aliens. <laughs> so there's the there's the last resort, you know, and Just, there are a lot of really attractive, bald, and I was gonna say men, but men and women out there. Absolutely. So you know why why fake it? Just be beautiful and bald. Real quick, Sid, bullet points. Hit me. Uh, I I know there are myths about this that aren't just uh, you know misguided treatments. So uh, one myth that you might stumble across is that if you are losing your hair, that you can stand on your head and that that will help it grow. Nope. 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 Won't work. Um, uh, If you're worried that over shampooing will make you lose your hair, that's not true. Shampoo as much as you like. Uh, Like I said, I already mentioned this. It's not just the testosterone. It's the sensitivity. So don't think you're all manly or that you're not too manly, depending on how much hair you have. It's not just on mom's side. Oh, common really? misconception there's a lot of genetic influences a lot of different genes and epigenetics so it's not just your mom's dad's fault don't blame it on him and uh hats don't hurt so wear hats till your heart's content 
Uh, I want to thank our buddy Brentel Flaws, who uh, actually suggested this topic uh, at my brother Travis's wedding. He said, hey, I've got a topic for you guys. And he suggested baldness. And it was a really great one. I'd, I only scratched the surface. There's actually a lot more out there if you're interested in this idea. You know, do your own research. There are a lot of other things to learn about baldness. Are you saying we're not comprehensive? I'm saying I only have so much time. I'm one woman. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining this one woman and this one man on this <laughs> one adventure through the history of baldness. We do this every Friday. We hope you'll come back and uh, join us. And until that time, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Sawbones. Uh, she's at Sydney McElroy, S-Y-D-N-E-E. And he's at Justin McElroy. We're a proud member of the Maximum Fun community. Uh, MaximumFun.org has a lot of great shows for you to enjoy, like Stop Podcasting Yourself, Judge John Hodgman, Wham Bam Pow, One Bad Mother. My brother, my brother, and me. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, check those all out and head over to the forums. Chat about the show. We got a thread every week with alongside every episode. So you can let us know what you think there. You can just tweet at us, uh, like I said, at Sawbones. Or feel free to review us on iTunes. Sid reads all those, and the good ones make her really happy. So go give us yeah, a nice review. I there. check all those out. I uh, want to thank our buddy Dan Savage for having us on his show. Uh, it, we did a little bit there about sexually transmitted disease treatments on uh, his most recent episode. So uh, thanks to him for having us on there. And um, he was, That was a real treat. We were very excited. So thank you. And check out his podcast. Yeah, Savage, the uh, Savage Love cast. Uh, and um, thank you so much to you for making time in your day to, to hang out with us. We hope to see you again next Friday. Until then, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. As always, don't drill a hole in your head. All right. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.